Welcome back, everybody. It's the Brother Brother Podcast. The podcast is part therapy, part tongue-in-cheek, all real talk. Uh, as always, we ask you please rate, subscribe, review, send it off to your friends. It's episode 102. A new era for uh, for uh, Brother Brother because uh, we're doing this uh, face-to-face. I'm looking right in my brother's eyes who's got the... Uh, Russian hat wearing thing that I took from him and he took it back. Reclaimed! Yeah. The bomber hat is back, baby! And, and one of the reasons that he could reclaim it is because I moved up here and he saw it when I unpacked. <laughs> That's right. It's a brand new day, as Sting would say. Uh, recording live together forever from now on. Yeah, man. It's weird. I mean, it. it's... Yeah, it's weird. It's just weird. That's the solid. It's, it's weird. not well. Weird's not the word, I suppose. It just takes some getting used to. It's unique. Yeah, it's different. Right, because I I can't be fishing my deviant fish right now, Mm-mm, which hurt. It's, I mean, that's gonna hurt my my wow economy. It really is. JG Nelmsworth, right? Taking hits. He's taking hits left taking and right. Hits. Uh, but yeah. So I, I moved up. Um, oh, we're officially in the Carson Corner. Oh yeah, officially the Carson Corner. Which. We gotta get a bumper for that. We do, yeah. But you know what's funny too? Because we're podcasting, kind of your 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 computer is actually in the corner of the basement, so we're definitely the Carson corner, like literally, <laughs> literally in a corner. In a corner. So yeah. Uh, so um, <clears throat> I moved up about uh, the twenty third, so almost a almost two weeks ago. Yeah, It'll be two weeks, weeks Friday. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah, we didn't record because just unpacking and then getting used to things and not not used to things, but uh, you know, just there's so much I had to do to not just with unpacking, but with a new job and everything. And I was like, we just didn't get around it. And then of course we had Thanksgiving as well. Yeah, we just wanted to take a nice <clears throat> break, recharge the batteries. Right, but we back, baby. Yeah, so we're back though. But uh, yeah, so let's just dive right in. Um. I guess we'll talk about my drive up. Um, it was drive from hell. It sucked. Uh, there's no two ways around it. Uh, I started out stupid late. I wanted to get on the run around 6 or 7. I didn't get on the road till 10. Um, just because, well, at, my idea was, because I was working Wednesday and Thursday that week. And then I was like, okay. I'll have everything packed Wednesday. Well, not packed, packed, but like everything together. So that Thursday, I just throw everything in the car before I go to work. And then I come home, sleep, and then throw my sheets in a box, get in the car and go. That was the plan. Did not happen because I got home Thursday and then I broke down my computer and my table and all that. And I had to go get a... uh, a screwdriver of all things because like i've got one of those uh multi-tool things mm-hmm. but like it kept slipping like the the screwdriver kept slipping out yep. the, the the screws i was like fuck so i had to go get that and this is thursday and i'm like fuck I, so i do all that and by this time it's late at night and it started to rain and i was like i, I packed what i could pack but then i was like trying to do it in the dark is kind of you know difficult yeah. And I was like, thing, this, I just like, I'm going to have to repack this in the morning because it doesn't, it didn't feel right, you know? And then, um, 
So Thursday morning comes, I get up, and I, I slept past my alarm. Then I get up, and I'm like, oh, let me go repack. And I look at the car, and I'm like, I, I couldn't see on my the back window and stuff. So I was like, oh, I've got to repack that so I can see all the, all the windows. And then I sent, I think I sent a text to you. I was like, it's a good thing you didn't fly down. Because there would have been no place for you to sit. You've been flying right back. Right, <laughs> it would have been like uh, Costa Rica, but Ooh, God. but hellish, even worse. Yeah, Costa Rica would have been a uh, a, a luxury, Dang like a, on a limo. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so I did that, and then I finally get on the road, and I'm like, I'm gonna take the scenic route. That was the, that was the plan to take the scenic route. Basically, I wanted to avoid New Jersey because. I think when we went on the trip up the first time to get my stuff, you know, we, when we when you flew down and we took the truck back with the majority of my stuff, New Jersey was hell. I hated every minute of that yeah. drive, and it was just it was garbage. So I was like, I'll avoid that. And the I was supposed to go through Pennsylvania, then up through New York, I think around White Plains or something, and then curve back in. Uh, and it would have added another, I want to say two hours, maybe three, to the journey. And then I, I get up into past Virginia, into West Virginia, and it's like, I'm looking at the time, and it's like, oh, you'll be there at one. And then I was like, okay, one at night, it's not too bad. Whatever, it is what it is. No, originally, it was 12-something, and I was like, okay, I can do that, and then it got to about one. And I was like, okay, well, pit stops. I get that. Next thing you know, it was like three o'clock. I was like, what the fuck is going what on the here? Fuck happened? You know, and it was because Google kept rerouting me and not letting me know it was rerouting me. Yep. So every time it would give me a different time, I'm like, what is going on? And I would stop the uh, navigation and get back on track. So every time I tried to get back on track, it would take me and it would add time to get back to the route that I was going on because it, the route I was going on avoided all those tolls and everything like that. And then when I would, it would reroute me to the fastest route, which would take me yeah. 30 minutes off of my, the route that I was on to get to the fastest route. Yep. So what was happening was I, like midway between getting to the fastest route and getting off of my route, I realized, Hey, there's some, you know, I don't know what's going on. So, Every time I reset it, it would take me 20 minutes to get back to the route I was going in. And then I get there, and then an hour later, Google will reroute me. And then, so it was like, I, I kept bouncing between the two routes, and that's what was taking all the time. And then I was like, fuck this shit, I don't care, I'll just pay the tolls. Whatever's the fastest route, because I would just... I just want this yeah. to be over. So did you end up going to New Jersey? No, no, I, I, I avoided New Jersey, Yeah. Because I didn't realize what was happening, and I didn't realize what was happening until I was in the middle of Pennsylvania, and then I was like, "Why is it taking me all the way?" You know, because it would take me through Pennsylvania, then it's like cut through like the middle of the state. Like, what the fuck is going on? And that's when I realized what was happening, and I was like, "Okay, well, what's the fastest route from where I'm at right now?" Yeah. And then I found that out, and it avoided New Jersey and most of New uh, parts of New York. I didn't have to take the turnpike or anything like that. So. Yeah, that's worth it yeah. in itself. Yeah, yeah. And then I ended up driving across the whole state of Massachusetts. Yeah, you hit the pike. That is the only thing about that. The thing about it is, like, you'll, you have to get on the pike anyway. Yeah. 
but I imagine if you had gone the original fast route through the scenic route, you would have you would at least cut off like four or five exits instead of being like going from New York into Massachusetts yeah. and then all the way down the pike. Oh, that's only two hours long. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not a long drive unless you've already been driving. And right. When you've already been driving like eight hours, yeah, ten hours, you're just like, man, two more hours. I mean, it's close, but it ain't close. I like a long drive, but it was hell, dude. Yeah, no. I mean, I got to a point where I was done listening to my podcast. I was just like, I don't want to listen to any more podcasts. Yeah, can't hear people don't talk wanna, anymore. Right, don't want to listen to music. I, I started calling people. I was like, hey, what are you up to right now? I called you a couple times. I was like, yeah. hey, hey. And then I, there was this point where I was just listening to silence and just looking at the road and just hating life. And I was like, I can't wait to get out of this fucking car. I would have had to put a movie on Netflix or something. Just anything mm-hmm. that I could be like, Neo shooting people in the face yeah. right now. So, so that was that. It didn't help also that a lot of it was at night. Yeah. And then, like, there are no lights. Like, it was just stretches of darkness. You know, it was just road and darkness. Like, I can't even look out the window to enjoy the sights. Yes. Yeah. The only light you see is the occasional brights of someone who's driving right. and, they're always, and they're thinking the same thing as you. What the fuck yeah. are you doing on this road? Exactly. I don't know what I'm doing on this road. Right. Well, you, we're glad you made it here safe and sound. Um, our two pups absolutely are in love with with their uncle, and they love yeah. having him here. They bother him all the time, mm-hmm. especially Ferris. She'll just knock open the door and just come in and be like, "It's morning time, bitches." Yep, scratches, scratches. Like, okay, food, food and then and scratches? like the first day, first couple of days, I was like, "Cool, that's cool. I love you too." You know. And then after that, I was like, okay, if you're going to come in this early in the morning, you can hop in the bed and and we can chill because I'm going back to sleep. And then I did that. And then after a while, she's like, you know what? If you're just going to sleep there, I'm getting out. Then she'll whine at the door. It's like, damn you, Farrah. Yep. She's like, let me out. I want to be with everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. She has a uh, serious uh, FOMO. FOMO. <laughs> yeah. Serious FOMO. It is... <laughs> It is a legit um, condition of hers. I apologize for the coffee. I came up sick and like this cough just will not go away. Because someone stopped taking their medicine because they thought they were feeling better. That's one thing I hate is when you call shit out and you're right. And it was because I was like, I thought I was done with this cold. And it's was like, well, that's because you stop taking your medicine because you thought you were okay and then I just couldn't say anything but just sit there in silence and shame because it was true like I'm one of those I'm one of those people that doctors really hate like finish your finish your antibiotics yeah Take finish them. your uh, your um, medicine and all that yeah. take it all even when you're like man I feel good I, I just ran a mile take it anyway right take it anyway your body will fall back so quickly yeah so I'm Doing all that, and yesterday like was real bad, and I thought about going to urgent care today, but on the ride home because of all the snow, that's something else. It's my first snow. Yeah, I was nervous as fuck, but I'm like, I'm just gonna take it slow and safe. That's really the only way to do it. Like, people in Massachusetts are pretty aggressive drivers, but they're also, for the most part, aren't that dumb of idiots when it gets really bad rain and really mm-hmm. bad snow people tend to be cautious and calm down slow down there are idiots on the road but you just gotta be like listen if you want to speed around cool 
Right. Speed around me. You know, if you want to go past me in the slow lane, do that. If that's what it, you need to do to get wherever you're going. But I'm not going to fucking slide into a ditch because you want to go fast and furious in the middle of a snowstorm. Exactly. And what really sucks, too, is um, there are, like, no lights on your highways. Yeah, I tell people this all the time. The illumination issue in Massachusetts makes no sense. Like, yeah. Quarter mile between lights, it feels like. Yeah. Like, I got to a point where it's like, I can I can see, but, like, it's like, let me just turn on the high beams. Oh, no, that's reflecting all that light right back in my mm-hmm. face, so let me turn that off. Yeah, you just gotta get used to seeing, like, ten feet in front of you. Yeah. That's really it is. Wait till we go out into the country. You'll just be driving around curves and shit, mm-hmm. and there'll just be a sign that'll be, like, a long curve coming. You're like, when's it coming? When's it coming? Oh, we're already into it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's real crazy. But, um, yeah, I mean, things have been good. Thanksgiving was, was nice and relaxing, mm-hmm. real low-key. Uh, what was your favorite part? What's your favorite food, favorite dish? Mm, I just like hanging out with everybody, really. We had a little Friendsgiving before. That was great. That was great. Um, then Thanksgiving. Oh, that bean casserole. Yeah, green bean casserole. That thing was di- divine. Um, that's usually my favorite. I mean, I love mashed potatoes and gravy. I love stuffing mm-hmm. and obviously turkey, that main course. But green bean casserole, man. Yeah. Fat in the rolls. My wife makes rolls from scratch, and they were delicious. Like, I shouldn't be eating this much starch delicious, but I'm going to anyways. Throw some jelly and honey on that bitch. Yeah, those rolls were interesting. Which ones? The skinny small ones? Or the there were two big... different kinds, and I don't really know which one. One, I was like, I have to put honey on them because it just, it tasted weird. I don't know. That's I... probably the uh, sourdough. Okay, they're sour... okay that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. The smaller ones were um, somebody's name, Davidson Rolls, or I don't know, Brian Rolls, I don't know. Some New England. Yeah. It's like a, a roll that as you cook, you basically just let it soak in butter or something sweet. Okay. So those rolls are real sweet. They're almost like a light Hawaiian roll. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it tastes like. The Hawaiian rolls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's basically like those, but lighter. Not as sweet. Right. Which, I mean, I love Hawaiian rolls. Uh, I I used to. Love them. Get, um, get the small squares, put some turkey or ham on there with some They're cheese. They're too sweet. Oh, oh, it's too sweet. You're just not putting like the that. right meat on it, man. It doesn't matter. It Still, doesn't matter. It tastes like... You put a ham, candy bread. If I you don't put like it. ham on there, you get that contrast of salt and sweet. It's a perfect combination. I don't like it. I think bread should be plain. You're the worst type of person in the world. Plain Sa- bread. I is like the sourdough. Worst, pl- worst, I like the worst sourdough. bread is plain bread. I like so plain bread. Plain bread's only good because you put something on it. Right, and that's that's it. why I like bread. That's why I like the plain bread. Did you just get a bread that you don't have to enhance? Because I don't. I it want, comes enhanced. I like. It's the enhancement that I like. I don't like the bread itself. It's See, this like, is the reason why you like Batman '89 and not the new stuff. You just plain. I do Jane. like the new stuff. You just plain. I Jane do like plain Jane evolve. stuff. Mm-hmm. Which explains my my uh, taste in women. Yeah, it really does. I don't know. I think plain Jane is very sexy. I mean, are they attractive? Sure. Very sexy? No, that's why they're called plain Jane. I like that. Because I like because you can dress things up. That's what it is. That's what I like. Yeah. 
I like plain things that you can dress up and make better. That says a lot about you, Psyche. Mm-hmm. Um, you learned something new about me. We really did. Um, well, before we get into what's going on, uh, wow stuff. I'm finally at 40. Almost 41, yeah. I think. Got my mount, thanks to Hidonis throwing me some coin. Mm-hmm. Uh, what rank are you right now? 46? 49. Oh, almost 50. 49, almost 50. Yeah. The, the guild took me through Maradon, which I uh, was happy because that's one of those... It takes forever because there's two parts. So there's like the purple side and the orange side, and it can take forever with a group at level or whatever, you know, because mm-hmm. you do one side. And, and so they took me through the purple side, and I got some sweet upgrades, which is nice. And then uh, that same night, I went and did the orange side that way because you get the scepter, it will take you straight to like the, the end, basically, which is where everybody really wants to go. Yep. Because the princess has a bunch of fat loot, but like it's I I I'm somebody I like to get the quest done. I like to at least go through a dungeon once full before I'm just like fuck it. All right, let's get through this, you know. So that was nice to do. Um, I still have to go back through and do one quest. I don't know if I'll do it because I don't know if I'm f- up for full clear. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Just wait, and when I get to that point, you can do it. That's true. That's true, because we're going to have to do both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's wow. Um, is there anything else in the cards and corner? I think that's about oh, it. Oh, apps. Uh, that's something else. But when you move, like, learning the way people do things. Now, let me talk about my first week real quick. Um, went through training. I'm going to say I don't think my training's adequate. Because, like, I know how to do the job, but I don't know how they do the job. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just know that there's going to... It's, like, they're glaring omissions to their training process. And I'm like, I don't know how... Somebody's going to ask me to do something. I'll be like, you're going to have to tell me how to do this. Because I don't know the fuck you guys, how you guys do it. And let me just say this. All these people in, in Charlotte that came down from Boston, they were like, oh, yeah, that place is a shit show. And yada, yada, yada. And everyone's out to get you. And yada, yada, yada. And, and, and you know what? I mean... I'm a union guy. But after working there for first week, and and the, also the thing is, it's Thanksgiving week was my first week, so you, that's really no way to judge the operation. Yep. Because it's, it's a it's different week. It's just taken. Yeah. Right. But, like, <clears throat> if we worked in Charlotte the way they work in Boston, they would need to add at least 30% more jobs. In Charlotte? In Charlotte. Because, like, sometimes they'll have two... Cr- Basically, like, in Charlotte, we have, like, four people on a plane. If it's a heavy plane, you might get an extra person or two. You know? They're, they work, like, sometimes five or six people regular on a plane that has 60 bags. The first time I worked a plane was was a Charlotte flight, matter of fact. And they were like, yeah, we're um, doing uh, 60 bags going down to Charlotte. And I looked out, and I was like, and all these people are working this? <laughs> like, I don't know how big you it. have it. And, like, all they do is bitch and moan, and I'm like, what are you... You don't even... You don't know. You just do not fucking know. Like, 
you'll have four people in Charlotte to work a plane with 120 bags. Easy, you know, and you have to get that out on time. And they complain about getting shit out. Oh, yeah, they're always complaining about us taking delay. I'm like, you had two hours to get this flight out. How did you take a delay? Yeah, no one should be taking delays. You know, and I'm like, I'm not a... I'm a union person, you know, I'm here with my, my peeps, but there are times I'm like, just watching them work, I'm like, I don't understand what's going on right now. Like, I I, I don't get it. Also, like, you've worked in the hub, and so you have, like, the experience of, like, the crazy, you know, so many connections go out of there. You're like, right. And so now you're in this place, you're just like, you know, you're going to other places, we shouldn't have to be working, no one should be stressing about getting these planes. Yeah. Exactly, and I, I don't get it. And and you know what though? Just enjoy it. As as I'm going to enjoy it, yeah. Because like I'm just what I'm really doing. I'm kind of like in a defensive crouch, waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like this can't, it can't be this. It can't be this. You well, know, you'll know after three months, and then you'll yeah. be like, I guess there is no other shoe. Right. We walking. Yeah. So like that first week was like, interesting, and then I, I have to get used to. That's the Boston personality. You know, like, you know that Boston personality, that the the TV trope of it, you mm-hmm. know, the stereotype? This is very much real. Yeah. And I just do not have the patience for that shit. You just gotta learn it, man. Right. Just, you're in a different place. Yeah. Like, like today, one guy was like, oh, yeah, so-and-so said that, uh, yeah, he was like, oh, you're costing from Charlotte. And I was like, yeah. So-and-so said, he said, you're not gonna make it up here. And I was like, Who? And this guy, like, I knew in passing, right? Yeah. And, and because he transferred down to Charlotte. And I knew him in passing. And I was, I didn't say anything, but I was thinking to myself, like, what the fuck does he know? He doesn't know. He doesn't know me. Like, you know, like, to be like, I'm like, okay. You just can't take it personally. Right, I know. But it's just. You gotta be less sensitive, Rich. You just gotta be less sensitive. Yeah, I guess. It's people just are people are too familiar. People are yeah. shit talkers and row and rabble rousers. Right. Here. Because everyone's in this shit. That's yeah. what everyone looks at. We're all in this shit, so no yeah. point in acting like we're not covered in it. Yeah, so like and one thing I kept hearing all all week is Oh, why are you coming up here now? That's stupid. Everyone's doing it backwards. You're doing it backwards. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, you're gonna hear that all winter. Yeah. Get used to it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, whatever. Okay. And it's just, this is a harder operation to to disappear in. But, like, that's one thing I liked about Charlotte. It's like, you could disappear. You know, like, I had managers that loved me because I would come in, do the work, and not give them shit or help. Yep. You know, every like, when I would go to a manager and be like, yo, you got to fix this, they would fix it because I don't go and complain all the time, mm-hmm. you know? If Reggie's complaining, it's about something that matters. Right. Yeah, so, I think you'll get that here. No, but, like, people go out of their way to... Uh, it's not talk shit or anything, but, like, you can't be a wallflower. It's just... The operation is just too small. Like, I went from being... I think I was 160 in Charlotte, and I'm, like, 17 in seniority. And, oh, and those people are pissed. There are people who are pissed. Like, in Charlotte, when people would bump you down because you transfer in or something, you you get mad, but it's not like you were pissed about it because there's so... Because in a hub, there's so many... It's so big. The operation's so big. There's not one 
person that you can point to, you know, to be like, you're the reason I can't get weekends. But now in a hub or in a place where it's a small operation, people are pointing at me. <laughs> yeah, well, again, that's, <laughs> it's, it's interesting. I always told <coughs> I always told you about when I first moved up here, just how different it was and how like I spent a year in Manchester mm-hmm. before, and people that I lived in the same street with people I see on the train, yeah. like every day, would treat me like I was a stranger. And then one day, yeah, I was walking G downtown. Someone's like, "Hey, John, how's it going? Great weather we're having." And I'm just like, "Wait." So I've been living here for a year, and you've known my name, you know my dog's name. We've never talked. You don't hang out with my then girlfriend, now wife. And you're just like, "Yeah, oh no, everyone knows who you are. It's yeah. just you're, you're not." You're not one of us until you're here long enough to know what you're going to say. It's kind of like in the military where you're like, I don't know if I'm going to invest my time with you if you're not going to be here long. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, oh, you're going to be here long? Okay. Let me learn your mannerisms. Let's right. buddy it up. It's definitely not going to happen over a week. I mean, Southern hospitality. I try telling people this all the time. You used to always say, no, that's not true. Southern hospitality is a real thing. You do not get the same familiar, like, just common... And not even talking about I'm gonna be your best friend, but just like, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. Hold the door for you. Like, you don't get that up here until you earn it. Mm. But once you earn it, man, loyalty to loyalty. Yeah. Um. Well, this was a big Carson corner. Yeah, it was. Uh, also, last last thing, I got lost twice my first week in the airport. <laughs> yeah, there were two times where I was like, I thought I was going someplace, and I ended up like in baggage because I was like, where the fuck am I right now? <laughs> oh, that's funny. So that takes some time to get used to, but yeah. So let's let's hop into the news because there's really like we've been gone for almost two weeks. It feels like yeah. So we gotta see what's going yeah. on. Um, just quickly in some Trump stuff. Uh, obviously, the final witnesses testified in the uh, intelligence committee. Um. Trump, of course, said it's a hoax. It's all a witch hunt. Um, and then, obviously, we had Trump with his Sharpie mess and his no quid pro, no quid pro, pro quo. I, I want, want nothing. nothing. I want, I want nothing. nothing. <laughs> Which, of course, you know, the idea... And that's the thing I hate about this thing. Like, again, I've said this before. Republicans think that the public are as dumb as their supporters are. Like, the mm. fact that they're like, he said this in the call that he wanted no quid pro quo and he wanted nothing it was just like well yeah he did say that but you're leaving out the fact that he said that after he knew there was a ethics claim that right. was going to go to the Congress, whistleblower uh, oh, after the whistleblower and after then, he got caught like it's that whole idea where it's like a bully who's been caught selling lunch money is just be like no i don't want your lunch money and then goes to the teacher and says, yeah. didn't you hear me say i didn't want his lunch money i definitely didn't try and steal it from him um but you know that's Trump and, and, and his Republicans. Uh, but one of the big things that we did want to talk about, and that's Dem Nunes. And I feel like people are not making a big enough a deal of this as it should be. This motherfucker who's on the Intelligence Committee, who has been trying to lead the charge against all these verified witnesses and eyewitnesses accounts, this motherfucker might have been part of the whole deal himself. Not might have been. He definitely was. Listen, we don't have any... Allegedly, this is all alleged. Um, one of Giuliani's buddy... I love Parnas. I love Parnas is willing to testify and provide evidence. And he may be doing that with authorities. But currently, um, we do not have any publicly released 
evidence that he was working with these people. Even though Parnas, he gave them pic, he gave them photographs. I think Pictures, audio recordings. Yep. Well, that's allegedly what he gave. Again, right? Allegedly. Allegedly. But but what I wanted to talk about is the fact that nobody's talking about it. Not one damn person. Like when that came out. I mean, yes, it was the week of Thanksgiving, but still, nobody was talking about it. He got, I don't know if he got lucky or if that's just how they reported because he literally got, it got, came out Friday, or no, Saturday, Friday evening, Saturday morning, mm-hmm. right after the Congress had all left Washington and most news people right. had taken off for the week. Um, but there were Sunday shows, they didn't talk about it. Yeah, but even the Sunday shows, and I mean, Chuck Todd was, you know, on Meet the Press that Sunday. Like, everyone had all their but, guests. Like, there. NPR, they have their politics uh, podcast, and um, that Monday, I thought for sure they were going to talk about it. And what do we get? The, the story about uh, Trump letting the war criminal, pardoning the war criminal. Which was pretty fucking the deal. Right. And I was just shocked that nobody was really talking about it. And I'm like, I felt like I was living in an alternate universe. So like, mm-hmm. did it? Like, like I was questioning: Did this even happen? It's what's that Zoolander moment? Am I taking crazy pills? Mm-hmm. You're like, why is this not a bigger thing? A senator, not just a senator who was also colluding in this whole thing potentially, but one who was investigating and right. trying to push against the claims that the he was involved mem- in. Minority member, you know, like I don't. It boggles my mind that. That's not big news. I'm hoping that they're doing what they've done with these other witnesses and they're waiting to get all their eggs in the basket before they hit them over the head with it. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, there should be an ethics probe. He should be looked at being censored. If not, I don't know. um, You know, the Senate. I don't know. I wonder if the House could vote him out. That's a cool question. But still, it should be a bigger story than it is. Right. There's definitely going to be an ethics probe, but... His second one in two or three years. Yeah. Trump also on Thanksgiving, uh, or I think it was, yeah, I think the day before Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. was snuck out of Camp David or Florida, wherever he was going, um, and flew to Afghanistan where he served food to the soldiers and um, spent time with them. Do we give him credit for this? No. It's his first time and he needs the press. He needs a good press. Fuck him. The first time he's doing this, and all the other presidents do it like on a regular basis. I'll say this: I'm going to give him credit. And I'll tell you why. I'm not giving him. He credit. already went to Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. He's gone to. Uh, he already excuse me. He already went to Iraq. He went to Iraq, and he went to Afghanistan, and he did that in his first three years. That's roughly on the same schedule as Obama. Obama went one more time, so two to three in three years. I think he gets the same amount of courage. Same amount of time frame as George W. Bush. And whether he needed good pressure or not, because Bush did the same thing. Like, I just, I think that, I understand people don't want to give him credit, but he, people complained that he hadn't gone. And now that he has gone, people don't want to give him credit for going. And I, I just think that's, at that point, you're just being dishonest. That's just my two cents. Okay. Agree to disagree. Um, but right now, currently, Trump is in Europe for NATO meetings, uh, and I'm sure he's going to make an ass of himself. Mm-hmm. He can't help himself, but we will definitely update on that. Um, it will be interesting to see how he responds to the London attacks with the... Uh, yeah, the, it was a terrorist attack. Yeah, the Islamists who stabbed two people to death, right. uh, injured a few other people before being 
um, basically backed in the corner on the bridge and mm-hmm. shot by police. Uh, also in world news, it has been a terrible year. I mean, it's been a bad decade for the environment, but in the last year, fires have been terrible. Yeah. From Los Angeles, the Arctic Brazil. Circle, Brazil, Arctic Africa. Circle? Yeah, even in the Arctic Circle and Siberia, there were fires this year. What? Yeah. Um, but most recently, there have been fires in Borneo, uh, Indonesia, uh, and a lot of it is because they were clearing forests mm-hmm. for corporate headquarters. Right. That then, because the season has been unnaturally dry, um, there you go. So now you have these big ass forest fires, which, you know, it's, it, that region of the world's been really dealing with it. You had the fires in Australia that killed. A shit ton of koala bears. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of species of koala bears that are effectively have been rendered extinct just because of how many died and how few have been in captivity. Because, you know, same reason we don't keep deer in captivity. We don't expect a shitload of them to die because of natural disasters. Yeah, it sucks. The world's on fire. Yeah. Um. Uh, oh, also, something that happened while we were gone, Benjamin Netanyahu being uh, oh, yeah. indicted, indicted on corruption charges, like five different charges, and his party's trying to get them removed, and the judge and the uh, opposition party are just like, not I will say this, no. they, we saw in, like, um, 2016, kind of like a rise of strongmen in corruption. I don't, I don't know what you would call it, populist co- corruption, <laughs> you know. Lots of nationalism. Right. You know, with, with uh, you said Trump, and then uh, what, Boris Johnson, and, and the whole Brexit thing, and then, of course, Net, Netanyahu. And it seems like now the system is beginning to work. Like, these people are starting to get their comeuppance. You know, I mean, Trump's going to be impeached. Boris Johnson is begging to be kicked out of his job because Brexit is not going his way. And then Netanyahu is, uh, you know, charged here. And it's like, all these people are realizing that this strongman bullshit tactic only works in a place where you can be a, a, um, you know, a a totalitarian, you know. It doesn't work in a democracy. Yeah. You need to have a military and police force that's willing to go beyond the... the Mm -hmm the pal to enforce your rule and people are just like <coughs> people are just like no yeah like, just not gonna have it and that's the reason why you're seeing all these protests like across south america in particular in chile and mm-hmm. Bolivia, mm-hmm. Like, hong kong and obviously in hong kong like people are just like done with it yeah because the thing is like once you take you can make it hard for them to make a living you can make it hard for them to get an education. But when people can't eat, and when people are just like, you're, and your only response is to beat them down more, at some point they're like, we have nothing else to right. lose. You know, like they say, there's nothing more dangerous than a man with nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that the Chinese are coming across in Hong Kong. You know, they just had um, local elections in Hong Kong, and all opposition people want every single seat. Like, the people are like, listen... Hong Kong's taking a huge economic hit, but yeah, they've lived free. They're not going back. They're like, you're not gonna. We're not accepting the idea that China can just come in and rendition our people. Right. You can do that shit on mainland. Cool. 
do that. You're not going to do that here. We're not going to let you do that here. And on top of it, it's shining a light on all the fucked up things going on in China. Like, the the way they take the Rohingya. Um, like, the Uyghurs. The Uyghurs. Is it Rohingya? That's not China. I think it is, yeah. Is it? Okay. Um, and then their whole um, uh, organ harvesting thing, where, like, they get all these quote-unquote dissidents, mm-hmm. and then, you know, they just harvest their organs and sell them. And it's like, all that shit's coming to light. I mean, there was a time people wouldn't even talk about it. Now everyone's talking about it. <coughs> yeah, pe- the, the way that people have become less afraid and, and the fact that there are people around the world who are supporting them vocally this time. And you look at the flack that the NBA and LeBron James and all these other people got. All because people in China just like, the people are done with like picking money over people. So, hopefully the tides are changing. I'd like to see more um, activism in America, but I, I'm hoping that with this election, maybe um, Bernie folks will leave that. And um, it'd be nice to just see people pushing back against capitalism and corporate greed and just greed in general. Mm-hmm. Um, Real quick. Yeah. Do, would you, because like, I mean, he's not going to be removed. Not by the Senate. But would you prefer, let's say, crazy scenario, him to be removed from the Senate or just have him lose the election? Uh, I'd rather have him lose the election. Hmm. Here's the thing. I I think it's going to be interesting if he does lose the election. Like what he's going to do. Trump, I'm more interested to see what's going to happen with his supporters. Because part of me, and this is morbid and sad mm-hmm. and disturbing, I know, but part of me is like, I am almost intrigued to see if there'll be violence. Mm. Like, I kind of almost want there to be violence so that America could be like, we can't ever go down this path again. Like, literally kill that section, that way of thinking of our politics. Like, if imagine if there were violence... If because of like rhetoric, political rhetoric leading yeah. up to it, and then people like Lindsey Graham, people like Devin Nunez, people like they're never gonna come around because they don't have to. Admit no, they no, no, no. It's around. not about coming them coming around. About people being like, your guy's voice caused this type no. of violence. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It would take people on the right to say that, and then we'll never say that. See, but that's the thing. I'm hoping that I'm not hoping that there'll be violence. But if there was violence, I would hope that. The they would just say that they were mobiles. I don't know. I'm I I'm hoping that because truly Trump supporters of the Republican Party they're just they're only forty percent of the public of the Republican Party. There's loud vocal ones. And the other ones are all yeah. just shredding up. So it'd be nice to see those people come back and be like, "No, you guys aren't allowed." But mm. again, be crazy to see. But. On the flip side of Trump news, uh, we had the DNC. Uh, there were some debates that were basically unforgettable. Uh, they're forgettable. There you go. Uh, forgettable. Uh, nothing really changed. I mean, there were some hot takes, but nothing that really mattered. Uh, the best thing that came out of that was an SNL skit. Yeah. Um, but on DNC side, former Pennsylvania Representative Joe Sestak is out. Sestak. Whatever. Steve Bullock, He's, we didn't even know, I don't even know how to say his name. That's how out yeah. he was from the beginning. Um, Montana Governor Steve Bullock out. Um, 
supposed to gather and, and Harris are about to be out. Yeah, they're really, especially Harris. I mean, Harris's stuff is already her collapsing. Her shit is blowing up. Uh, I'm loving everything. She just lost one of her top A to quit and then join Bloomberg. Bloomberg of all fucking people. And the funniest tweet I saw about that was, told, uh, Harris's A jumped from a sinking ship to a sinking yacht. I, it's true. My favorite one was uh, she uh, jumped off the Titanic to climb onto the Hindenburg. Right. <laughs> Talk about not reading the tea leaves. Because Bloomberg's not going to do shit. Yeah, he's got a lot of money, but he's not going to do shit. And that's it. If you're not in the debates, you know, you can't buy the election. You just cannot. So, you know what? Screw all that noise. Um, Yeah. They're They're two billionaires. You got Bloomberg who basically is either... Trying to buy the election, mm-hmm. or is trying to buy enough press that he can divert attention away from the progressive people because he literally is right. like, I'm not trying to let Warren or or um, Sanders tax the shit on me and my buddies. And I'm telling you, I think, well, you know what? I, we'll wait for New Hampshire. But I have a feeling, and I think Nevada really, but I, I have a feeling that this is all just. That's, you know, you've been it's, saying it's the it, press. Right? It's the press you trying mean, to make it look like uh, Biden is weak and he's not weak, and, and and I think that the press, when Biden shows up, and if if he, God forbid, he wins one of these, or if he d- has a strong showing, they're gonna be like, oh, Biden's the front runner again. You know, it's, it's, they're gonna make it seem like it's a comeback, and then that momentum will give him enough to win. I just can't believe that because they already are still pressing him as the front runner. Despite the way he's polling in Iowa Mm -hmm. and New Hampshire. He's like in fourth place in New Hampshire behind all those people. But But I mean, because if you look at all the people that they're trying to say are the fresh front runner, especially Pete Buttigieg, he's got so much fucking baggage, it makes no sense for him to be in, in the conversation for front runner. Unless you were trying to make it seem like, unless you're setting him up for a fall. And I think they're setting up Warren and Buttigieg for a fall, especially Warren. Because well, Warren's already falling. People just aren't noticing. Right. Because Warren, if you keep saying she's a frontrunner and then she loses the first two things, then that automatically sinks the rest of her campaign. I disagree with that. Only because she, no one expects her to win Iowa. Right. She's never been leading in the polls there. She's she's moved close, but she's never but, been leading. But it's not about winning, but it's, it's about, but it's... Even, okay, we know that she's not going to win Iowa, right? Yeah. But if you, it, it's all about the story, and it's all about the press, you know? I, I disagree with just this one, just because I think if they're going to build a fall, a collapse, where you're like, oh, she's no good, I, it's going to be in New Hampshire. If she's not able to, I don't think she needs to win New Hampshire. She's got to come in second. She can't let beat Booty Jets or Biden beat her in New Hampshire. See, and that's what I'm talking about. If Biden wins New Hampshire... He's not going to win New Hampshire. He's in fourth place. I know, but if he... Right. He's not going to win New Hampshire. Okay. Bernie Sanders is going... It's either going to be Sanders or Warren. They're not going to lose in their backyard. That's just not going Which to happen. Which goes to what I'm saying. Because if he if he wins Iowa, then he wins New Hampshire. Biden? Yeah. If, if Biden gets second place in New Hampshire... In, in Iowa... He's not. Let's just say... Let's, he, let's say he gets second place in Iowa. Let's say he gets third place in Iowa. Okay, and then he comes in second in New Hampshire, and then he wins Nevada or South Carolina, especially South Carolina. Well, he's he's going to win South Carolina. He's going to win South. It depends on no the black vote. Okay, he's got he, the black vote. You know what? He's going to win South Carolina. 
if he plays as bad in New Hampshire, if he plays as bad in the early states, he doesn't win South Carolina. Oh, no, 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 no. They because that's what that, no, that's what happened to him in in '08. He he was he was in the polls. different circumstances, completely different circumstances. No, the black vote. He had the black vote. Completely different. He had the black vote. Then when Obama won, the black vote was like, oh, okay. It wasn't. First of all, it's completely different circumstances. That's the first time people had a chance to vote for a black candidate in most of people's lifetime. But Obama wasn't winning the black vote until until he won in the first two states. Until he showed up and started gaining momentum. He had momentum before he hit South Carolina. Biden was in trouble going into South Carolina. Plus, he was also running against Hillary Clinton. And black people love Clintons. Mm. Completely different scenario. I think what's going to happen is, I think it's going to be a toss-up. I I could see Blue Jets winning Iowa. I don't know that it matters. I would be Mm. surprised, but I could see it happening. But I 100% believe that Sanders is going to win New Hampshire. Warren's going to show well. Nevada's up in the air. I think Sanders could win there, but Biden probably will. And the Biden's going to win South Carolina. And then they're going to say, oh, it's all until Super Tuesday. Anyone can win. That's how I think it's going to happen. Yeah. The thing is, Biden just can't go 0 for 4. If he goes 0 for 4, he's done. Yeah. He's definitely done. But outside of that, he's just going to win one. That's and true. South Carolina, is the, that's the reason why they're like, we don't give a fuck about Iowa. We don't give a fuck about New Hampshire. We got to win South Carolina. If we can show that we have the black vote and we win a southern state, white dude win a southern state, centrists love that shit. But, okay, black people are pragmatic. If it, And he's been going into this whole thing looking weak with all his gas and all that shit. And, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm saying if he doesn't, he has to, he has to stroke... So strong in the first day. He can't go. He's to, not even campaigning in Iowa Reds. I'm telling I'm you. I'm telling they you. They have already said. Okay. His campaign dudes already said we're looking past Iowa. We don't have to win there. He said that months ago. Right. Because they knew. They right. saw the tea leaves. Mm-hmm. <coughs> they know they're not going to win there. He can't come in the fourth in all these states he, he and then win, North, win South Carolina. What do people in South Carolina give a fuck about New Hampshire okay. or Iowa, we'll Reds? We'll see. Why? We will see. They then. don't. Okay. And the only way he's in trouble in South Carolina mm-hmm. is if if Bernie Sanders wins, say he pulls out Iowa, wins New Hampshire, comes in second in Nevada, mm-hmm. then Biden's fucked. Right. But if Biden if Biden does well in Nevada and South Carolina, it's everybody's game. That's what everyone's going. That's how everyone's going to spin. It's everybody's game. Because I think if somebody comes wins. Those first states. If, if somebody wins two of those first states, Biden's fucked. I mean, it's possible. I just don't. I don't think anyone really cares about. I was the most. That race is the most overrated race. Which one? Iowa. I, yeah, but I mean, it's all about tradition and all that. I get that, but no one outside, no one actually gives a fuck about what they think. Mm. They're just the first state. That's it. I think that's yeah. That's probably why Nevada they move their shit up. Yeah, <coughs> so they could be relevant. Anyway, oh, oh, I did want to uh, mention this. Uh, Tom Steyer, not for any any other reason, but I've noticed since moving up here, the ads have changed. Like I see political ads now for mm-hmm. all these people. Yep. Like I never saw them in North Carolina, even though. North Carolina, Charlotte's on the border of South Carolina and and, and, uh, 
North Carolina, you know. I still didn't see a lot of ads. No. But now. You get them up here. Yeah. You get Tom them up Stier here. Tom all over the place trying to sell his shit and ain't nobody buying it. Yeah. Speaking of nobody buying, dog on Deval Patrick. Deval Patrick. He had a, his, one of his first campaign rallies. It was at a HBC, uh, and nobody showed up. Like, the two people showed up, but they showed up. Four people showed right, up. Right, four people showed up, but two of those four people showed up to see if anybody else was going to show up. up. They just wanted to see the shit. They are like, I wonder, is anyone even going to come? That's, that's yeah. not good. Right. That's not good. At that point, you need to be paying groups yeah. to show up. Right. Like those black Ask, Trump. Exactly, man. <laughs> Astro turf that shit. Because if you don't, you're going to be embarrassed like he was. Yeah. And, and it's just, he just came in too late. Like, all, all these people, all these centrists trying to find a, a uh, somebody for to fall back on uh, when Biden implodes. That's what, what it is. That's that's why um, um, Buttigieg is even in the conversation. And, and you know what? That's the best part of that last debate. I think it was... Uh, Gillibrand, or was it Gabbard? I think it was Gabbard. Yeah, basically said that if Pete Buttigieg was a woman, he wouldn't be on the stage. Oh, Klobuchar said Klobuchar. that. Yeah. Yeah. And it which is true. true. That, let a woman, let a female mayor, a two-time female mayor, yeah. who's had 8,000 votes in their political career, and be like, I want to run for president. Right. They'd be like, bitch. Yeah. Get back to your podunk town. Yeah. Exactly, and that's that's why I hate Pete Buttigieg. Well, he's, he he represents everything that's wrong with with democratic politics. He's like white privilege, white male privilege personified. You know, he wants to act like he came from this poor. Yeah, you know, one point one person pointed out uh, a Warren supporter. Like, imagine uh, Senator you know Warren grew up poor in Oklahoma. You know, had to fight her way to get to college and all that. Had to, you know, basically, she literally pulled herself up from bootstraps. But Pete Buttigieg, who went to private schools all his life, you know, whose it, father was a professor right. at Notre Dame. Yeah, he went to like an Ivy League school, and he's the one that is supposed to be Middle America. Not just Middle America, but like the guy who's just like, look at this shining star who yeah. went from the countryside and became this well-rounded intellectual and you're like this man had money before he had money yeah. like if if they did the hit jobs on Harris that uh, uh, if they did the hit jobs on Buttigieg that they did on Harris or Sanders or even Warren to a certain extent Buttigieg wouldn't even be in the run anymore nobody would talk his name he would have dropped out before Beto and that's the thing I think is sad they're just the centrists are just lashing onto anyone yeah. who they think won't tax the shit out of them yeah that sucks um, let's, let's get into some just regular, uh, pop culture stuff, I guess. I don't know. Uh, The Mandalorian. Fan-fucking-tastic. Oh my goodness, it's so Fantastic. Good. It's so... Absolutely I, I didn't... When Baby Yoda showed up, I was hesitant. I was like, oh man, I don't know about this. But so far... Dude, Baby Yoda's the Baby best Yoda's part of it. the... No, I, I wouldn't say he's the best part, he's but I love best. it. The he way... Likes, the, in the last episode when uh, the Mandalorian and Gina Carana are having a fight and then Yoda's just there 
yep. sipping his drink. I was like, sipping, that's awesome. sipping his bone, yeah. bro. Just like, <laughs> what's going on, yo? I love the part where he's just like, stay here and I'll be right back and we'll go check things out. Yeah. And he does a slow mo opening of his ship and then just looks down and he's just there like, yeah. Where are you going? Yeah. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, I love the, how they've made this character so. You're so invested in his well being. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, I like that he gets his ass kicked. Yep, I really do. I like oh. that he's he's, he's not invincible. He doesn't, he doesn't have the cloak of like the star of like the Skywalkers, where like yeah. nothing. I mean, yeah, Luke lost his hand, but outside of that, like Luke is just always on top. Yeah, same thing with Han throughout the movie. Same thing with you know the characters. Finn gets slashed on the back and recovers pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so. It's nice to see him have face adversity and fail sometimes as well. And yeah. need help from people. And, like, we're learning so much about the Mandalorians in, like, snippets. Mm-hmm. And, and people are complaining that it's too short. Do I wish it was longer? Yes. But we get so much in one episode mm-hmm. that I can't really complain. And they're anything. good. Not only that, like, you know what? The more, the shorter they are, that means they can just do more seasons, more episodes. Yeah. Like, every 15 minutes that you don't get... That's another There's episode no filler, of two shows. And I like that. I yeah. really appreciate not having filler. And the casting job they've done with people, like, man, it's just absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic. John Favreau. I mean, they've, in my opinion, they've done more to, to ex- explore and expand the universe than, like, the, the, the these new sequels have. Oh, 100%. And it's... it's like I said, it's what I've been waiting for, and I'm so dis. It, it makes me even more disappointed in what we've been getting with Force Awakens and Last Jedi and the Han Solo movie mm-hmm. because, like, they've expanded this universe so much. Even in Rogue One, we learned so much about the the Rebel Alliance, the Resistance, and the Resistance, yep. and like they weren't really in it that much. I mean, they were in it, but like you fully you had a greater appreciation for just how outgunned they were mm-hmm. and how ragtag it really was. That's the thing. Like, you think about the Rebel, Rebel Alliance as this, like, United Nations fighting right. against this, like, Nazi evil. And it's not that. Like, right. It's straight up, like, it literally is constantly on the brink of collapsing. Mm-hmm. And not just because they're getting blown up or killed, but because people are afraid. People are, yeah. you know, they walk up to a line they look over the edge and they're like I'm not willing to risk all this right, for my people right because it is it's just and it is it, it is impossible yeah. it's an impossible test like that's why when Luke shows up they're like yeah hop in the X-Wing we, we need the body we'll literally take anyone yeah oh you you flew a, a speeder on, right. on on this desert world good enough right good enough exactly yeah I will say that is I think the best part of of um, Rogue One mm-hmm. is, and really Mandalorian as well. It's just that <coughs> they do such a good job of enhancing the movies that have already come. That line, a lot of good souls gave their life for this information. Yeah. It made sense and you got it as a kid when we first saw it. But after watching Rogue One, you're like, yeah, like a hundred dudes with down on a planet, right. knowing they weren't coming back. Mm-hmm. Not even 100, 100 dudes on the planet on planes. Like People threw yeah. all they had into it. Right. People sacrificed knowing damn well. Not like, oh, we got to try and blow up the Death Star. They're just like, we trying to give 
these three people as much time as they can to to get this weakness to give us a chance in the future. Yeah, exactly. And then you realize just how important the battle of Yavin was. Like, yeah, it was a deal breaker. Like, yeah. if they didn't destroy the Death Star, then it would have been all. And over. there goes the galaxy. Yeah, the Empire literally can control everything. Everyone will bow mm-hmm. down because if you don't, they'll blow your fucking planet up. Right. And that's one of the things I love about uh, the Mandalorian. Again, filling in holes between yeah. the universes. Like, I love the fact that everyone just. He's just chill with the fact that there's an IG assassin droid. And it's in a guild. Yeah. You know, it's not like, it's not considered some out of control weapon or experiment. It's like, oh yeah, IG whatever its name is. And it's in a guild that follows the rules. It's willing to make different decisions. It fills in. Yeah. I, I love it. So, yeah. like, every episode is, is just as, I want to say as better than the last but they're just so good like yeah. I have there hasn't been a bad episode yet they're, and that's what I like about them they're different in different uh, they're different in so many ways that they feel very unique yeah it's a space western and I love that mm-hmm. it is the way mm-hmm. uh, Rick and Morty is back yep I've enjoyed the first uh, three episodes uh, yeah. the first episode was great I what I like about Rick and Morty is just that it's not just a comedy. It's also a very psychological show. Like the darkness of the characters, of the characters' personalities and their growths. I don't know. I think it's getting for me personally. It's kind of getting old. Like they're doing the same shit again. Every episode has moments, but like it reminds me a bit like Archer. Like Archer in the beginning was so brilliant. It was such a great takedown of. Like spies and stuff like that, and the pop culture references and things like that. At, but like it got old, you know, because they were doing this basically the same thing over and over again. It's mm-hmm. kind of how I feel with Rick and Morty. Like they have it. There's not not a lot of evolution. Like I get it. See, I disagree with that. I think each season and each show is all about the evolution of the characters. You see the weaknesses and the faults that they used to have that. For good or for bad, because Rick is in their life, uh, they have overcome. Like, Jerry's less of a dick. I mean, he's still an idiot, but he can at least stand up for himself. And even though he might, even though he still makes, yeah, because he still makes terrible, think about the, the whatchamacallit. The whole last, that, there was that whole episode where they asked was just about how Jerry's a dumbass. Yes, and but. always fucking things up. But prior to that, Jerry would not have done anything about it. He would have just cowered in the corner and pissed himself while shit went to hell. This time, he actually fought back, chick, fixed things, and ended up, ended up changing and fixing the, helping mm-hmm. to fix the problem. And Morty's no longer the guy who's just being dragged around and being abused. He's. Like, I love that part where he's just like, I used to be embarrassed to be your son. And he's like, is there anything else with that? He's like, no, stop fucking up. Like, <laughs> he, that, that's the evolution of, 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 uh, of Morty. But even more so, the greatest thing is the evolution of Rick. His constant, because the thing about it is he's the smartest guy in the galaxy. And he's most capable, he's the most capable survivor. Uh-huh. But the thing that weakens him is internally is himself that human part of himself that feels disappointment that feels alone that episode with the guy sitting on his toilet that shit's fucking brilliant 
That episode is so Like good. I said, it had moments. I, I just love the way it shows. Like, like for instance, like, uh, the, the guy, he shows up, he said, uh, with a sandwich. It's like, what? It was really over a sandwich? sandwich? Yeah, that whole scene. What, what, what did he say to him at the end? He's like, that's slang. I need to find out Here what that was. Oh, I forgot what he said. Um, yeah, but no, see, but that's yeah. what I love about that that show. It makes me always makes me want to go back and watch it again. And then when those those scenes that hit, man, they just always hit. Yeah, and that's my. I'll say this last thing about it. My favorite part of the show is that every episode there is a perfect episode. Every season there's a perfect episode. Mm-hmm. Like Pickle Rick, that fucking episode last year was. And there were other great ones, but that one from front to back is absolutely perfect. Mm. Okay. Um, Nick Cage. Let's talk about him real quick. We have been watching. It seems like we've been watching a lot of Nick Cage movies on purpose. On purpose because it's just they're so bad, and I'm like, I don't know who keeps giving him money to make these things, but I've just. I do. I want them to be stopped. But I also don't want them to right. be stopped. Because now I'm at that point where I'm like, I don't even care that they're bad. Mm-hmm. I want to know how bad they're going to be. And is it going to be bad because the plotline's bad? Is it going to be bad because Nick Cage is doing his over the top Nick Cageness? Right. With his wide eyes and smile that's way too wide. Yeah, and, and his wigs. Yeah, God, his dude wigs. loves a wig. He really does. And I love that he's not like, I'm going to keep my hair short so the wig fits nice. He's just like, oh, no. I'm just going to let it rest on top of right, the Right, because you yeah. know he's got a lot of hair. And he's just throwing his bad wigs on top of his already long hair. Yeah, it's yeah. not working. Like, what are you doing? Not working. Yeah, we watched, recently watched the movie Running with the Devil, which is like, was one of the most confusing movies. It basically mm-hmm. was about, I don't even know what it's like, Nicholas Cage says traffic? Like. Right, trafficking drugs and... And so it basically goes through the whole process of, like, you know, how you know him... The guy, basically from the cocoa farmer with the drugs all the way up to people the, buying, selling the drugs in America. Yeah. And following the drugs, yep. for it, for it, basically. And there were, like, DEA agents and there was... And the casting, the thing about it was there were actually some decent actors in the movie... Lawrence Fishburne was in this movie. Why? But it just was not good. I want to know... I would really like to know how much these people make up for these movies. I feel like these are like... They've got to make more than I than I, I can possibly I'm assuming think. they're making more or they're just like, yo, I got nothing else to do. Or maybe I owe you. I don't know what the fuck it is. I don't know how Lawrence Fishburne ended up in that movie. Right, because like Transporter 2... Not Transporter 2. Uh, uh, the me- Mechanic... Two was basically somebody paying for Jason Statham to have a Jason Statham and who was it? Tommy Jessica Lee Alba? Jones and yeah, and Jessica Alba, just so that they could have a trip in Thailand. That's all that movie was. Yeah, you know they were like, "Hey, I don't want to go to Thailand for a summer or something." And like, well, I don't want to pay for it, right? But I can at least understand that because that's like you know the Thai government and the time mm-hmm. film industry trying to be like hey if we show these scenery maybe we can get other people to come you know right think about china with uh the meg you know they they filmed a bunch of that in thailand too yeah you know uh and obviously the great wall and some of these other movies Orlando bloom did a movie in china where he's like trying to find this ancient vases i at least get those but yeah. like the nicholas cage movies i'm like 
it's obvious that a lot of this is happening in like one park like one national park and you're just going to different places because you're like didn't I see that hill before yes exactly it's like he he did that one where he was his son was dead and was a ghost and yeah he, the sixth sense the movie. sixth sense knockoff and was like you're not fooling us I know his son is dead yeah from the beginning from the beginning we know your son's dead right and we know that car that you that really nice car that right. you're driving they you rented it for a day for a day and they rented that because like they rented that the house for a day and try to make it be a hotel helps get a hotel and it's like it's funny that you're only in that one room in that hotel mm-hmm. and walking in and out of the doors yep. like literally walking in and out in and out of the, the door lobby door lobby you have the one scene where it's like a it's supposed to be a dine like a restaurant but yeah. you can tell it's just like a big dining room yeah but that's it you see yeah. for the most part you only in and out of the hotels the front of the building the hotel room like, I then, just I, I want to know who are these not who are they for but how do they, they get made like <clears throat> I have to think like I can imagine like Evil Dead is a great example you make a movie like Evil Dead or uh, Clerks, another great example, and you'd be like, this is what I can do with a small budget, you know, and then you become uh, um, a cult classic, a cult classic, or uh, what's his name? Uh, um, Sam Raimi? Yeah, you become a, a Sam Raimi or a, a Kevin Smith. Yeah. Based on that stuff, you know, but like nobody's going to become the next Kevin Smith or, or Sam Raimi off of these movies, and I'm like, you have to have a budget, a decent enough budget, just because you have Nicolas Cage in it. I'm not saying that he's one of the biggest actors in the world, or you know, money wise, but, but he ain't gone up for fifty thousand dollars, right? So, and then Lawrence Fishburne too, you know, especially more Lawrence Fishburne than the Nicolas Cage. Because right. I want to know, I want to know, I want to know who got paid more. Like, I'm gonna be pissed if I, I would be. Oh, it has to be Lawrence Fishburne. if Lawrence Fishburne got paid less than Nicolas Cage to do that movie. It's definitely Lawrence Fishburne. I'm 100% sure Nicolas Cage begged him to be in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, there's sometimes, like, I don't know if Nicolas Cage is trying to make a comeback or not. Or if he's just accepted that he's in this. Because, like, Mandy got rave reviews, but then he keeps putting out these, these Redbox movies. Mandy was not good. Yeah, I didn't get it either. It's I couldn't finish it. I just couldn't. It was like, this is stupid. Well, it's just like, this is like so a bad 70s movie. Yeah. I, Psychedelic murder movie. I know people rant and rave about it, but um, other news. Um, what's this about Christmas movies? Uh, Getting right might be doing a oh, uh, an episode on Christmas movies. We've been having this debate about whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not. But you know, what? I'm gonna hold off on that. Yeah, we're gonna let's save, save that. that. We're gonna save that for Getting Rank. You'll have to wait for that. Okay. But Getting Rank is back. Um, and, and news. We just released an episode with uh. One, one half of the Culture Kings, Jackie Sneal, who joined us to talk about Disney stuff. So, go look for that. Uh, lastly, Charlie's Angels, I just want to plug that. Um, please go see it. I think it's a good movie. It doesn't deserve the hate that it's getting. And it it kind of sucks that it's bombing. Uh, I don't think it's not a movie made for me. Like, it's very girl power. You know, you know about girl power. No, I mean, ally? I'm a, I'm an ally. I'm all about nice girl times power. Times up, pin rich. <laughs> but it, it's it's definitely written for a certain audience. I think 
And it sucks that that audience is it better than Ghostbusters? Yeah, it's better than Ghostbusters. I don't believe you. But, uh... I liked Ghostbusters. (laughs) That's what's a shame. That's a movie that should have gotten a doggone sequel. Yeah. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters looks good. Kristen Wiig. And the girl who played Egon... And, and you know what? I, the only reason I saw that was because of all the hate that it was getting. And I didn't want the trolls to win. But, like, I had problems with that movie. I wasn't going to see it because they made a... What's her name? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've said yeah. it before. We don't need to rehash the past, Reg. Right. But anyway, uh, we're bringing back one segment that we stopped doing. Uh, Ass Hat of the Week and Hero of the Week. The nominees are. Oh yeah, you know what? I had Stephen A. Smith as my ass hat of the week. I'm gonna change that, and I'm gonna just because of the shucking and jabbing he was doing with the Kaepernick stuff. Yep. You know, um, and basically it's like, you know, to to, to act like Kaepernick is somehow the the villain in this is you know bonkers for me and. The mental gymnastics he was trying to do to push that, I was like, you know what, fuck you, Stephen Smith. But no, Obama. Um, I think we both kind of. He's had an uh, interesting past couple of weeks where, like, basically he was like, "Hey, don't go too far left." And he was talking about he was gonna come out and endorse somebody. Well, rumor. I guess, I guess uh, a close to him was saying that he would endorse a centrist if it looked like Warren or, or Byrne were gonna win. Yeah, you know, it's like okay, hope and change when he's doing it, you know, but don't hope too much and let's not have too much change. Well, I mean, Obama's, his net worth has skyrocketed yeah. as the Obama's. And I don't blame him for getting yeah, get rich. your money. Get your money. You know, but but to, to you know, be like all shilling for those people now, and, and I get it. He's always been that guy. You know, he was a centrist. He wasn't really a, a lefty. I get that. But like, Stop fucking it up for the rest of us. Yeah, why don't you go bomb some more weddings, Obama? Right. You know, and then did you see this uh, this clip, uh, the Flint, Michigan clip or something with him drinking the water? Yeah, yeah. To like, what a disappointment. Well, that's I think it's a big thing with Obama. I was proud to vote for him. Yeah, I'm still proud of my vote. But I'm still happy we had a black president. Yep, happy know? about both of those things. But I also understand that he had a chance to really improve the lives of poor people and didn't. Yeah. He had a chance to help his own community and didn't. He had a chance to be a uniter, to fight for, to really fight for undocumented people and mm-hmm. he didn't. He had the ability to speak some truth to power and didn't. And didn't. He chose to play it safe and be middle of the mm-hmm. road. Instead of really yeah. putting his foot forward and making changes that could last a generation. Exactly. And I'm just tired of him and his people in his administration coming out and being like, oh, we can't get rid of the ACA. Right. Obama worked so hard for that. <coughs> They're like, well, the ACA's not covering everyone. And even the people who are covered underneath it have the same issue that those of us who get our insurance to work do. Mm-hmm. We are at the mercy of our insurance company. When it comes to me needing some specialized help, they basically weigh it on dollars. Yeah. And if they don't want to pay for it, I got to fight to save my well. life from the people. Give my money to monthly. Mm-hmm. It does not make sense. That's the thing that pisses me off whenever I hear people talk about like, 
People like their insurance. No, who? people like their people like who their, are these people that like exactly. their insurance? You know when I liked my insurance? We lived in the fucking military and they covered mm. everything. Yeah. But that's it. Outside of those areas, no one's happy with their insurance. They're happy that their insurance doesn't suck as much as stuff they've had in the past, but no one's like, This is great, this is perfect insurance, there are no yeah. issues with it. I mean the mm-hmm. fact that like a, the fact that you could get cancer and lose everything. Work for 50 years, get cancer, and lose everything. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And it just shouldn't be that way. Yeah. So, so yeah. Obama. Yes. Sit your ass back. Uh, but you get ass head of the week. Um, hero of the week. My hero of the week is going to be the London Bridge Attack Defenders. Mm-hmm. Uh, ordinary people who, when things got crazy, they stepped up and fought back. Uh, you had a guy with a fire extinguisher who was basically blinding the attacker, making it hard for him to attack other yeah. people. You have uh, a Polish immigrant who was working in London who grabbed the narwhal tusk off of the wall and chased the guy out of the building and continued to fight him while support and police arrived. That guy, in particular, was stabbed five times while defending people in a country that he wants to be a citizen of a country that doesn't want people like him there Mm -hmm. like hamilton said immigrants they get the job though they get shit done yeah so um so yeah that guy's actually going to get poland has said that they're going to award him uh, their highest honor civilian honor so like those people and anyone who steps up like the um the muslim woman who pushed back against the guy who was berating uh, a Jewish father and his son on the yeah. train. Like anyone who in public who instead of putting their phone up or shying away steps up to fight, you're my hero of the week. Yeah. <coughs> uh, my hero of the week is uh, Gabrielle Union. Um, she was on um, this uh, America's Got Talent, right? right? Correct. And basically spoke out against the toxic environment at NBC. Uh, Jay Leto said some racist joke and she went to HR about it and then Simon Cowell apparently is like the biggest ass in the world. Which is not surprising. Not not surprisingly it's bit but you know there's a toxic culture there and I mean this is NBC who you know they they hid Matt Lauer's bullshit yep. you know and among, among other things, things. Exactly. you know so it's like it seems like they haven't really learned any kind of lesson and she did what she's supposed to do you know, spoke out against it, and she's the one who ends up getting canned. Yeah, she and her co-host both yeah. went about um, just the poor choices that people were making, like you said, toxic environment. I heard on, I think it was the Daily Zeitgeist, where they were talking about how they had a guy who did change into like multiple characters, and one of his characters was the blackface yeah. character. Mm-hmm. And they're like, don't worry, we'll just cut it from in post. And she's like, no, don't even let him get on stage. Like, yeah. Why would you even do that? And they did anyways, and they cut mm-hmm. it, but it's like, the fact that you don't have anyone in leadership is just like, morally this is wrong, and just by optics. Yeah, exactly. Optics-wise, this is, we shouldn't be, whether it goes on TV or not, we shouldn't be giving someone this platform. And it seems like NBC really hasn't really said much about it. No, it's, it's I, interesting I did hear something from yesterday, they said that, um... I guess their HR wing basically says, like, we've heard these worship calls and we're investigating them, air quotations, yeah. uh, and that we hope to speak with Gabrielle to uh, get more clarification. 
yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> what I don't understand is they have to know that this story is going to get out. So why would you, why wouldn't you go to Sun and Cal and be like, you got to stop doing this shit. We can't have this thing, you know, like in this day and age. Because it's his show. Mm. He, I mean, they, I, it's basically, you know, he brought it from England to right. whatchamacallit. So it's really his trap. They don't have the reins of it. I'll say this. I think what sucks more is that nothing probably was going to happen. Like, I, it's one of those things where, like, how many people even watch that show? I mean, I know it's a big Millions. show. Tons. Right, but I don't think those people are the type to care. You know, it's oh, not, they're not going to boycott it. Or that's like the issue. That, you know? That's the issue with America in general, really the world in general. Like, you know, the stuff is toxic. Look at that, look at that racing show you used to love. Oh, uh, Top Gear? Yeah. You got yeah. that dude who was a fucking racist asshole, piece of shit, misogynist. Mm-hmm. And people are like, I just want my cars. Yeah. Same thing with the NFL. Oh, that kicker beat his wife, or that linebacker beat the shit out of his girlfriend. I just want my football. I don't want it to hear about it. I just want my football. That's true. But what I mean, well, I mean, Matt Lauer lost his job. He lost his job because he didn't have a choice. His shit was so egregious that yeah. once things started coming out, it was just like... That's yeah, true. We we have to get rid of this guy. Mm-hmm. Plus, it was right in the middle of the Me Too, the heart yeah. of the Me Too, which, I mean, look how long that lasted. Have you seen trailers for that bombshell uh-uh. movie? It's it's a bit basically about Megyn Kelly and all those women at Fox News and the Roger Ailes thing. Well, like how they were being taken advantage yeah. of it. Man, and, fuck and, and, that yeah. bullshit. Don't try and make them heroes now. Right. Right. Fucking racist we were, ass We bitches. were going to record, uh, review it on Cinema Chat, and I vetoed that shit hard. I was like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, y'all can find someone else yeah. sitting on that bullshit. Because I'm like, we're not making Megyn Kelly a fucking hero. Yeah, fuck she's not. She's not. She's a racist. And all yeah. People. She only came out when it was popular. Right. The, those women endured it and took it because it's profitable it made money and they didn't say shit when their assistants right. were getting fired exactly and then we want to make them out to be martyrs and heroes fuck them yeah, fuck collaborators them. yeah exactly that's the problem I have with on a different line but like it's the problem I have with like Taylor Swift getting all the street cred for like being like oh she can't like she was part of that Me Too Time magazine spread and I was just like here's my thing you were fine being quiet when you were selling, when you were a country star, <coughs> and you were selling Taylor to, Swift, yeah, and you were selling the red state photos, Tay-tay. but as soon as she went full dog on pop star and realized there's more money on the blue side, all of a sudden she wants to be a voice for women in empowerment. Where the fuck were you before? I I don't know enough about Taylor Swift to speak to that. I do know that she has been doing things recently. Recently, yeah. Why? Because it was popular. She got, because it's popular. She got votes, and that's that's all I gotta say. About it. People registered to vote, and like it may have cost Republicans an election because of what she did. I don't, I don't, I disagree with that. I think that's overstated. I think again, I think there was already a way, especially you know, she's talking about the music industry, how bad it is for women and stuff. And yeah, because something bad finally happened to her because her dad sold, her dad legally sold her right. music I'm, stuff okay. to. To a guy, it was an honest transaction. He didn't con her. She's having to sell it to an asshole. Now she's like, oh, look how abusive us stuff. Where was she when Kesha was going through her shit? Like I said, I don't know enough about her. I just think it's interesting that 
her star is rising and like Kanye's is kind of falling. Like it, it's it's well, kind of that's, interesting. That's has nothing to do with that. Well, no, that's I mean, everything to do with America being a place that loves a basic white woman. Wow, I said it. Your lips to God's ears, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's gonna do it then, right? There, I I do have one story that uh, came from the internet. Oh, by the way. Uh, all right, we we salute you, Gabriel Union and London dude. Yeah, London it, defenders, defenders and Gabriel Union, you guys, yeah. heroes of the week. But I did have one story that came from the internet. It came from the internet, and it was about a man who ended up shooting himself because of a booby trap he set by himself. Yeah. So basically, he set a booby trap that if someone tried to enter through his front door, it would shoot the person. But he forgot to take the trap off and enter through his front door and got shot and then ended up dying. It's one of those just perfectly American stories. Yeah, that's crazy. You will never hear about this shit happening in any other country. Except for America. I don't know about that. Oh, no. You might hear about someone like, you know, the occasional terrorist bomb maker right. who blows himself up. I mean, people find inventive ways to kill themselves everywhere. Yeah, but most, how many people kill themselves by from their own booby trap? Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah like, yeah. that is an American thing. Shooting yourself with your own gun. Plexico Burst. Dude went to jail because he shot himself with his own gun in a nightclub. Mm. Like that. Purely, purely America. And it came from the internet. And it came from the internet. It came from the internet. Uh, it's been a long one. We want to thank you all for listening. Um, yeah, but we're back. We're back, baby! Uh, well, I think we're, we're going to switch our hosting, probably. Uh, possibly. Which just means that Brother to Brother and Getting Ranked are going to be on the same feed. Maybe we'll start a Patreon, and if we get enough people, we'll split off. And getting wrinkled in its own. But, uh. Who knows? Who knows, right? But until then, please speak your truth, tell your story, and stay woke! Yeah. And, uh, take all your medicine. Take all of it. Bye. Bye! You can find John at TempeWMF on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find his other stuff at TempeWorld.com. And you can find Reggie at Hedonis, that's H-I-D-D-A-N-A-S. He co-hosts In My Humble Opinion and the Cinema Chat Podcast.